The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Variety Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericavariety.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the hosts or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. If you could learn more about spirituality and how it can work in your favor, would you be intrigued? Of course you would. It's time to get real. This is Get Real Radio with your host, James Robinson. In our show, we'll interview fascinating guests with the intent of bringing you closer to who you really want to be. Get ready for some of the most profound radio on any airwaves today. Now, here is James Robinson. And welcome to Get Real Radio with your host, James Robinson. That's me. And we have an internationally famous healer and teacher and holistic medicine practitioner, Dr. Eric Pearl. And I could read his introduction, but I would bet that most of the people on this call know exactly who he is because he has really changed energy healing with a modality that he calls reconnected healing. And he's trained over, a get this, 100,000 people in over 100 countries, and we're really lucky to have him because, quite frankly, I think he's in London at the moment, but he is definitely always on the go. He's always training people. His life is his work, and I am very, very pleased to have Dr. Eric Pearl as our guest today. Hello, Eric. Hey, well, thank you for having me in your program. Um, One thing that is different about you than a lot of other of our guests is you actually are a chiropractic doctor and you're you've trained in medicine and you have have a scientific background and how before we get into the reconnective healing how has your training as a doctor influenced your uh what you do Well, you know, there are different ways you can look at how training as a doctor can influence what you do. In my situation, uh, well, actually, in in the realm of healing, being a doctor, having a background as a doctor does not necessarily help, at least not from a medical perspective, per se, because it doesn't really give you any good indicators or clues as what to do, what to do next, how to do it. And yet, coming from a background as a doctor of chiropractic, it did instill me with an understanding of, shall we say, universal laws and principles that that permeate the universe. And as we're able to watch these and observe them and witness them, we're able to take what we've learned and apply them to a greater understanding of how true healing works. For example, in the healing world, a lot of healers are very prone to want to follow a medical model. 
meaning they want to find a problem, label the problem, in essence, diagnose the problem, and then treat the problem by deciding to do this to fix it, that to fix it, and the other to fix it. And in actuality, that's a great approach to diagnose something and treat appropriately to the diagnosis if you're an allopathic medical doctor. But in the world of healing, actual healing, we've evolved beyond that model. We've evolved to an understanding where you really don't want to look for a problem and try to fix it. You recognize that your optimal role is, in essence, to open a door, just to open a door. And that person is to have the courage to choose, the integrity and courage to choose to step through that door. So it's a different kind of approach. In medicine, if you don't diagnose and treat appropriately to diagnosis, you might be considered negligent. In this realm of healing, if you do diagnose, I would say that that is sort of a realm of negligence. There was a wonderful Wonderful, wonderful film back around 1980 with Ellen Burstyn as the lead character. She was up for an Academy Award for her role as a woman who had become a healer. And in one scene, she was about to do a healing on another woman who was unable to walk. So this woman who was unable to walk was carried up, placed on some kind of a massage or a physical therapy table, Ellen Burson's character went over to begin to do a healing session. And just then, a very well-meaning, well-intended, friendly country doctor walks over to Ellen Burson's character, calls her aside, and says, Listen, don't get your hopes up on this one. I've seen this woman's x-rays. She has total degeneration of her third, fourth, and fifth lumbar spine. Don't expect much. And Ellen Burson's character responded by saying, well, Doc, I have not seen those x-rays, so I am one step ahead of you. We want to hear the beauty in that consciousness, in that approach. So let's step back a little further. I began, I began my career in healthcare, as you mentioned, as a chiropractor. Now, most people think of a doctor of chiropractic as someone who deals with people's headaches, neck aches, back aches, and that's what they associate chiropractic with, and that's actually not the case. In reality, the first chiropractic patient was deaf, had lost his hearing, and Dee Dee Palmer, the person who discovered chiropractic, made a movement in the vertebra in the spine, took the pressure off the nerve, and the person regained his hearing. They thought in the beginning that chiropractic was a cure for deafness. So a lot of deaf people started coming in from all over North America, and Dee Dee Palmer was adjusting or correcting the spine, bringing it back into balance. And a lot of people were regaining their hearing. And a lot of people were not. But they started having healings of other things, which caused people to look into this consciousness of healing even at that physical level, which today is known as chiropractic. And what they discovered is where we had considered our brain as existing in our heads, our brain actually travels out of our heads, becomes our brain stem, becomes our spinal column, I mean our spinal cord, 
it passes out between the vertebra and the spinal cord and travels throughout the body and the nerves go to all the organs and tissues that we have, allowing in every organ, liver, kidney, etc., cells to live their normal lifespan, be it seven days, 14 days, 30 days, and when those cells die, new healthy cells replace it. But when the bones in the spine are twisted out of position, often that change, that position, interferes with the brain-body communication. So the cells that replace the dying cells can be less than healthy. So if the nerve to the liver, for example, is not communicating clearly, then what happens is the liver cells start to replace themselves with unhealthy cells, and eventually you have a liver that's not working fully. So it's not dealing with the toxins the way the liver is supposed to. So it sends half-baked poisons and overloads the kidneys. The kidneys can't take the overloaded work, so they excrete these toxins out into the bloodstream. The bloodstream doesn't know what to do with them, so they excrete the toxins out through the skin, We develop cystic boil-like acne, which we're certainly not going to be very pleased with. So we take ourselves to a dermatologist who prescribes for us antibiotics, which further weakens the kidney and keeps the cycle going. What a pure, philosophic, principled chiropractic doctor would do is remove the interference in the spine, allow the power that made the body to heal the body, The nerves would come back to their normal function. The liver cells would replace themselves healthy, start to function normally again, take the pressure off the kidneys, release and stop releasing heavy poisons into the bloodstream. The skin would clear up and the body returns the balance. In other words, we think of healing as recovering from something, regaining the use of an arm or a leg or a liver or a kidney, vision or hearing which is definitely a part of healing, but in the bigger picture, what healing is all about is a return to balance. So in understanding that process, then what happens in the healing world? What happened in my background was that in my 12th year of practice, a few strange things happened. A lamp next to my bed turned itself on in the middle of the night and woke me up. I felt as if there were people in my house watching me. It was a very strange feeling. I actually got up and found an old knife in my bedroom and a can of pepper spray from an old um, course in in self-defense. Got my Doberman pincher and went looking through the house to see who might be there. After about 15 minutes of not finding anyone, I decided it had to be my imagination and I went back to sleep. But that Monday when I went into my office, I would adjust my patients as usual, finishing with them lying on their backs, having them close their eyes to relax and allow the adjustment to settle into place. And as I removed my hands from them, I would feel strange sensations in my hands. I would play with the sensations in my hands, and it seemed to cause their bodies to go into involuntary movements of their fingers, their feet, their toes, their arms, their legs. Their eyes would dart rapidly back and forth. When they'd open their eyes, they told me they were seeing colors they had never seen, smelling flowers they had never smelled, and they started reporting and demonstrating healings, real healings. They were getting up out of wheelchairs, some of them, vision and hearing returning. Children who had diagnosed cerebral palsy or epilepsy were suddenly able to walk and run and play, not need their leg braces, not need their medications, not have seizures, 
people would call, their doctors would call, they'd say, what did you do? I said, I didn't do anything and don't tell anybody. And of course, the more I said that, the more people started talking. Now, to give you a balanced picture of this, just as with medicine, nothing works 100% of the time, 100% the same way with 100% of the people. And it was the same with this. But just as with medicine, there was a hugely significant percentage of the population coming in who were having very significant healings. So as word got out, people started asking me to teach this. And I said, you have got to be insane. How do you teach something like this? I'm standing there waving my hands in the air looking like a fool. So you go outside, wave your hands in the air. Let me know what your neighbors have to say about you. (laughs) But more, (laughs) I know, but more and more, my patients were calling me up saying, I drove home from your office. I pulled up in front of my house. My electric garage door started opening closed before I hit the button to open it. I walked inside. My lamp, my television was turning itself off and on and off and on. I felt sensations in my hands. I held my hands near someone in my family. My uncle could walk after the stroke. My grandmother regained her hearing. And that's when we began to find, to discover, to recognize that once we interact with what science today refers to as the reconnective healing spectrum, once we interact with this broad spectrum of healing, Something changes within us that not only allows us to access our own healings, but to facilitate healings for others. And science's theories around this tend to feel that it's because we are no longer accessing just subsets of energies, such as Reiki, Jirage, and Shin Shigong, and all the different techniques, old and new. We are letting go of our techniques, accessing more than the subsets, accessing an entire field of energy, and then moving beyond that energy into new levels of light and information that many feel have not been observed or witnessed here on this planet before. We, it changes, according to six studies so far, it changes, restructures, or as I like to say, reconnects our very DNA causing the level of light that we emit from ourselves to not only be at a much higher level, but a more what science calls coherent, which translates to a more harmonic level, which is why the researchers feel that the healings, the reconnective healing, tend to be so fairly instantaneous and tend to be lifelong. Dr. That is just a, a, an amazing story, how you got from being a chiropractor to how you are doing your work today. Did you have any indication as a child that you had any special abilities or uh, energy going through your body? Nothing that I actually paid attention to at the time. When Hay House asked me to write a book, I said to them, I don't know how to write a book. I don't even like reading books. I'm not organized. I don't know how to do this. <laughs> and, um, and they said, well, it's really very simple. All we want you to do is put the book into thirds. Take the first third of the book, the first portion of the book, make it about your early life and the discovery of reconnective healing. Take the second portion of the book and allow it to be 
science, your understanding, theory, philosophy, stories of what has gone on, how and why, and make the third portion of the book a basic how-to. So I did that, and even the third portion of the book is a basic how to begin to access this. It doesn't make you a reconnected healing practitioner any more than reading a book on dentistry or hairstyling makes you a licensed dentist or hairstylist, but you will take better care of your own hair and teeth and that of your family, and you'll take better care of your health. But the first portion of the book, I thought, my life and my childhood, I mean, how fascinating could that really be? I didn't think anything much was going on, and I really had to dig back, and I noticed different unusual things. I noticed, for example, I remembered when my grandfather gave me an old box of broken watches he had been saving over the years that watchmakers couldn't fix. I was able to hold the watches and they would start again. Well, I didn't realize that usually people don't affect watches at all, or if they do affect watches, you know, wind-up watches, they cause them to stop working. So I functioned a little bit in the opposite direction, and pretty soon my friends' parents all started bringing me their old broken watches. But I just thought it was something novel, and I had other things like that that were novel. I well, Doctor, out, yeah. I think I think you probably put Duracell out of business. But where you <laughs> need to take a break, and when we come back, uh, I'd love if you could to share. Uh, some stories about how great these healing sessions can be. And this is sure. Get Real Get Real Radio. I'm James Robinson, and our guest today is Dr. Eric Pearl. Stimulating talk it gets those synapses in your brain inspired really fast. All the time. The number one Internet talk station where your opinion counts. VoiceAmerica.com Conservation starts with us. Learn about environmental concerns each week when you tune in to Our Wild World with host Ellie Weiss. Our show centers on Africa each week and what's being done to save our wildlife, ecology, and ourselves. However, we'll also discuss what's going on closer to home. And most importantly, we'll let you know what can be done in our own backyards by featuring guest experts and featuring your questions and answers. Listen every Monday morning at 8 a.m. Pacific Time, 11 a.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Ready to chat about your favorite soap operas? The daytime discussion is here with Dan J. Kroll and Soap Central Live. For the past 15 years, Dan has been dishing and discussing on SoapCentral.com. And now he's taking the talk to the airwaves of the Voice America Variety Channel. You'll go behind the scenes with the biggest stars of daytime, along with guest commentary from the Soap Central columnists. And we'll take your questions and comments during our live show. Soap Central Live, every Friday at 6 p.m. Eastern Time, 3 p.m. Pacific on Voice America Variety. News. Opinion. Your voice counts. Call toll-free 1-866-472-5787. 1-866-472-5787. VoiceAmerica.com. You are listening to Get Real Radio with James Robinson. We'd love to hear from you. Please call in to 1-866-472-5788. That's toll-free, 1-866-472-5788. Or send an email to Media at gmail.com. 
That's mr.jamesmedia at gmail.com. Now, back to the show. Welcome back, everyone. This is Get Real Radio, and I'm James Robinson, your host, and we have a very special guest today, Dr. Eric Pearl, who has just been telling us about his healing practice called Reconnective Healing. And one of the things that I wanted to start this segment with is uh, the the book you wrote called The Reconnection, Heal Others, Heal Yourself. And I believe you've got another book now that's being uh, written called Solomon Speaks on mm-hmm. Reconnected Life. Um, but could you give share some of your stories about how powerful this reconnected healing is and, and what it's done for people? Well, sure. Let's, let's, let's go back just a little bit to where we just dropped off, because there was one other thing I wanted to point in to more fully answer your question. So as I delved back to go into what had been going on in my childhood, I suddenly remembered that when I was about five years old, my uh, grandmother, my father's mother, died. And all I found that I was thinking about was that death meant you get placed into a box and buried underground. And that didn't sound really exciting to a five-year-old. So I was thinking about it one day at school, and I came home, and I spoke to my mother, and my mother sat me down and told me the story of how I was born. And what she explained to me was this. She had died giving birth to me and had come back to life. And this was, you know, fairly documented. Um, There wasn't a lot of research yet. We didn't have Elizabeth Kubler-Ross or Raymond Moody or Evan Alexander or Daniel Brinkley at the time. But um, what had happened was she felt herself leaving her body and she didn't want to die. And then eventually she had left and suddenly she was imbued with insights of the universe. She, she knew that there was only one regret that people who die have, and that's that those of us who are left behind mourn them because we don't realize that this is really a temporary place for us here on Earth, and where we return to when we leave the body is, is actually our home, and what a beautiful place it is. She passed through levels of spirits and beings. She, she was able to um, look at people and notice that we could communicate without words. One glance would convey volumes of information. She um, found herself gliding down a lane, which is what she feels is what most people speak about when they talk about going through a tunnel where she saw a very bright light at the end and she was afraid to look at the light because it was so bright she thought it would hurt her. But then she did look and she realized there was nothing physical of her to hurt. She passed flowers of colors that she had never seen and suddenly she was presented before the light. I'm abbreviating this story. It's the whole second chapter of the book. She was presented before this light and her life was laid out before her. And at once, she knew it was a good life, and yet there was no judgment, which sounds contradictory, but when you're there, she said, everything makes sense, and you understand there's a reason for everything. And she understood why the earth was brown, why the grass was green, why the sky is blue, how war is a temporary state of barbarism we are going through, um, how utterly ridiculous it is for young men and women to go out and lose their lives fighting the political battles of older men and women who just want to gain and control land, 
and she understood everything. And then for all, all the struggling she had done in the beginning not to have died, suddenly she found herself being sent back and she didn't want to return. But we, she was told that she had to come back to raise me. And she returned here holding on to those few memories because she was programmed not to remember most of it. And she brought these insights and understandings back. And when she woke up from that experience, when she came back to life, she suddenly no longer had the fear of death that she used to have. And within that, I no longer had a fear of death. And many people for many different reasons feel that because I was still inside of her and attached to her by the umbilical cord, that this may have been a part of the initial journey. So when we say, when did reconnective healing begin? We can only look at landmarks, but we really don't know when any of our journeys began because in reality, you and I and everyone listening, we probably made our agreements of the experiences, the types of things we want to go through and learn through when we're here on Earth. So I, you know, discovered these things in writing the book the way Hay House had asked. And the book, The Reconnection, is now an international bestseller in healing in about 39 languages. And the new book, Solomon Speaks, is already in 20-some languages. But we want to talk about stories of healing, as you had suggested. And here's something interesting, which is realize that once you start doing the healing work, every healing is so exquisite that your most dramatic, powerful healing stories pretty much are always your most recent healings, the most recent ones. I mean, right now I'm in London teaching a seminar, and what happened was Friday night, when I teach people how to do this work, and I didn't think you could teach them how to do it, but I found that there is a way to do it. And the way I do it was Friday night, I'll give a three-hour presentation. We talk about the history of the work, the theory, the philosophy, the science. We bring up volunteers and give live demonstrations of the healings. We allow everyone an opportunity to feel this in your hands, and we begin to teach you how to work with it. So when I did this past Friday night, for example, we brought up a man who for, um, I don't recall how many years, was unable to raise his arm even parallel to the ground. And then they were waiting for me to do a healing on this person, but I didn't do the healing on the person. Instead, I asked, who's the person who got dragged here, the one who didn't want to come? And suddenly I see this guy look down, and his girlfriend shoves her elbow into his side or his wife, pushes him. He looks away from me. So she and everyone around him point. So I looked at him and I said, so you don't believe in this? He went, no. I said, you don't want to be here? He went, no. (laughs) You've never read any books on healing or just took any courses in? And he went, nope, nope, nope. I said, come here. And he gave me sort of a dirty look. And I, I knew, I said, boy, I would love to be a fly in the car on their drive home that night. But he came up. And I had him hold his hand out in front of me, and I let him feel these frequencies, and his body started to respond the way everyone does. His fingers started going to involuntary movements. He was quite shocked. He broke out into a sweat. 
He explained what he was feeling, still looking in quite in a state of disbelief. I had him experience it in his other hand. I showed him a little bit how to play with it for a moment. And I said, here's what you're going to do. You are going to hold your hand near the hand of this person who is unable to raise his arm. And you're simply going to play with this person's fingers. You're not going to work with the arm that has the problem. You're going to work with the good arm, so you don't have to worry about anything. And you're not even working the arm. You just play with the fingers. So I let him start to do that for about a minute or so. I said, great. That was your practice, just playing with the fingers. Now, before we actually work on the other side and before we actually work on the shoulder where the problem is, I want this person to remind you how high his arm could go. And he returned to his full range of motion within a minute. This is a healing done by someone who doesn't believe in it. This is a healing received by someone who was expecting to get a healing from me, so he had no belief in this person doing it. Reconnective healing has nothing to do with faith, hope, or belief. It simply is. It's just like if you set a glass of water down on your kitchen table, the table will catch the glass of water, and I can pretty much assure you that the glass of water has no faith or belief in the existence of that table. But it simply just works this way. So we showed how the healing took place, and then we continued the seminar Saturday and Sunday, teaching people how to do the work on a personal level, on a basic level, where we would have you, we would demonstrate how to do it from the stage, then everyone would have a chance to go to a massage table. You, one person would stand at the massage table, one person would lie down. The teaching assistants and I show you how to find the frequencies, how to feel them, how to play with them, and you start to witness right in front of your very eyes, the person on your table, go into involuntary movements of fingers, feet, arms, legs, facial muscles, coloring changes, and then you trade places so you get to experience while they practice on you. Then we go back to the chairs, talk about what we learned, talk about some philosophy, some of the scientific studies. For example, the University of Arizona just published a study confirming that reconnective healing and findings is, get this, reconnective healing is more than twice as effective as physical therapy. As a matter of fact, to clarify this, just 10 minutes of reconnective healing is more than twice as effective as physical therapy in restoring range of motion of limbs in the body. Wow, so, that's amazing. Isn't it? So we take you through that. You learn how to do it. We go back on the tables. We learn more. We continue this work for people who want to learn it professionally in the Monday and Tuesday we bring in volunteers from the outside world who aren't expecting anything or believing in this so we can practice on them. We teach you how to do it via distance where you talk to people on the phone beforehand. You give them healing sessions. We contact them afterwards. We even teach you the basics of how to set up and start a practice. And by the end of the full seminar, I can pretty much make you two promises, which are A, you will be able to do anything and everything in the way of healing that I can do. And B, you will be able to do anything and everything in the way of healing that anyone involved in what we consider energy healing or related fields are able to do 
whether they've been raised by monks in a cave in a mountaintop in Tibet, fed grains of seed, each one blessed by its own lama, whether they work out of a church in Brazil, whether they've mastered or created 37 healing techniques, it doesn't matter the story. What reconnected healing is about is demystifying the healing process so it can become clear and transparent for everyone. That's the gift. The only challenge is whether we're willing to allow the healing process to be demystified. Or you could say that the gift is that reconnected healing allows us to completely let go of and transcend all those complicated techniques and the fear-based protections and rituals to access something far more comprehensive, instantaneous, and seemingly lifelong. And the only challenge is whether or not we're willing to transcend the techniques and the rituals and the fear-based protections. And the question then becomes, if we're not willing to transcend the techniques and the protections and the rituals to accomplish more, we need to ask ourselves why. And if we're not willing to allow the healing process to be demystified and completely transparent for each and every one of us, we need to ask ourselves why. And if we're not willing to ask ourselves why, we need to ask ourselves why. We are not willing to ask ourselves why because it is within the willingness to ask that question in the first place that lies the key to us accessing and stepping into our own Mastery. As a matter of fact, I think the next seminar we're giving in English in North America is in Vancouver, October 17th through 21st. We'll be giving one in San Diego, November 7th through 9th. And I believe in between that, I'll be speaking at the Hay House I Can Do It event in Pasadena for a few hours on the Saturday. Well, let me uh, let you take a breath and... Uh Give people your upcoming schedule because I know there must be many people who want to experience this uh, energy and also to have the opportunity to be be a practitioner. But you're going to be as uh, in London from September 19th to the 23rd. You're I'm, I'm right now. Yeah, you you go ahead. Right now, I'm in London. Right now, teaching. Okay. So the next right. seminar will be Lisbon. But go ahead, continue. Okay, that's September 26th to the 30th. Then he's going to San Diego, November the 7th through the 11th. Then he's going to Queensland, Australia, October. Let me back up. Um, you'll be in Australia October 31st to November 5th, then San Diego. And then you'll be in Mexico City, Mexico, November 28th to December 2nd. Then you're in Stuttgart, Germany, December 5th through the 9th. Then you're in the Utrecht, Netherlands, March 13th through the 20th, uh, 13th through the 17th of next year. Good Lord. Do you no ever take a break? No one's going to remember all that. I don't know where I am. I, I'm, I'm only thinking about October 17th when I end up in Vancouver. Here's what, you know, the easiest thing is the name of the book is called the Reconnection. The Reconnection. Heal others, heal yourself. So go to the website, thereconnection.com. It's got the international calendar where uh, we are teaching all the time. Do I ever take a break? Actually, I think for the last dozen years or so, I've been on the road 35 to 45 weeks a year living out of two suitcases, and that's what I do. That's what my life has become. 
Some people drive to work. Some people take a train. I, I, I take a plane. Does the recon- reconnection help your energy levels? And, I, and does it help you keep this kind of a schedule? Well, I seem to keep the schedule pretty nicely and freely and comfortably, so I guess so. I mean, I don't get jet lag, but maybe I don't get jet lag because I'm never in one, any one place long enough to get jet lag from any one place. So <laughs> I don't really, I don't really, really understand um, fully this. But, you know, I wanted to go back and touch on something in understanding what makes reconnective healing so different than energy healing and energy healing techniques. Okay, Doctor, we're going to have to take a quick break, but uh, we'll we'll start with that when we come back from the break. Uh, We're talking with Dr. Eric Pearl and his reconnective uh, healing modality. This is Get Real Radio, and I'm your host, James Robinson, and we will be right back. The Internet's number one talk station. Number one talk station. VoiceAmerica.com The world we live in has become a crazy place. Poverty is at an all-time high in the wealthiest nation on Earth. We keep calling on government to save us with new programs. And now, we have more people using food stamps than any time in our history. This problem continues to get worse. The answer to poverty is in our homes, churches, and communities, and through our children. Get the answers from The Mickey Ellison Show, Wednesdays at 8 a.m. Pacific Time, 11 a.m. Eastern, on Voice America Variety. Have you become a member yet? Sign up now to become a member of Voice America. It's always free and easy. Plus, you get to take advantage of some great member benefits. Get unlimited access to millions of hours of on-demand content across all of our channels. Keep track of your favorite episodes, shows, and hosts in your own customizable library. Find out what shows you might be interested in based on your favorites. Plus, you get insider access with our newsletter. Membership gives you more. Sign up at voiceamerica.com and click register at the top right. Ask the experts. Call toll-free right now, 1-866-472-5787. Hello? And ask our all-star team to answer your question. That's 1-866-472-5787. Thank you for calling. VoiceAmerica.com. You are listening to Get Real Radio with James Robinson. We'd love to hear from you. Please call in to 1-866-472-5788. That's toll-free, 1-866-472-5788. Or send an email to mr.jamesmedia at gmail.com. That's mr.jamesmedia at gmail.com. Now, back to the show. Welcome back, everybody. This is James Robinson, and this is Get Real Radio. Our guest today is Dr. Eric Pearl, who's been uh, filling us in and educating us on many things about healing and his reconnective healing techniques. But uh, at the last break, we were talking about understanding what it is that uh, he is doing, and and I had to cut him off. So I want to give him a chance to finish that thought. Um, You were going to explain Doctor. Sure. What, what, what I was going to explain is that when these healings started happening, when reconnective healing first appeared and, and 
And, you know, kids were walking again and not needing braces and not needing medications, and adults were reporting cancer tumors disappearing and all these things. Um, scientists started coming to me wanting to research this, and I was certainly very open to it, and I still am. I have, we have a lot of ongoing studies specifically showing how comprehensive reconnective healing is. And what happened was the researchers started saying to me, hey, we haven't seen this before. We're seeing things that we have never witnessed. We've studied some of them, nothing in the way of energy healing, and others have studied Reiki and Shigong and different schools of energy, the way they teach things. And whatever they've seen, they said they've not seen this here before. They think it's new. And I said, really? I mean, that is such a bold statement. How can you say that you think this level of healing and this level of energy here is new? And they said, not only the energy, but the light that comes with it. I said, great, but I don't understand what you have to go on to say that. I mean, have you been here throughout history? How do you know? And they said, well, it's really simple if you understand two basic concepts. Concept A is that we are four-dimensional beings. Now, most of us, when we, when we went to school, we were taught that we were three-dimensional, that we were height, width, and depth. Einstein had explained to us in the 1950s what science formally accepted in the year 2000, that we are four-dimensional beings. Height, width, depth, and time is the fourth dimension. They said, so here's the easiest way to understand it. Visualize this vast, endless, multidimensional universe, and in that visualization, picture a balloon floating around it. That balloon is us. It's our existence. The balloon itself, the wall, the cell, the outside of the balloon is comprised of height, width, depth, and time, and everything inside our balloon of existence, everything inside this balloon has been, just as we've always been taught, energy. And so what happens when people work on healing is they focus in through techniques, and techniques allow us to access subsets of the energy within our balloon of existence. So we have the Reiki subsets of the energy, the Shigong subset, the Jin Shin or the Joe Ray subsets, the XYZ, 1, 2, 3, Alpha, Beta, Delta, Gamma subsets of healing. And the first lesson for us has been to stop doing technique, let go of the focus of the technique. We will expand then beyond the subsets and access the entirety of the energy within our four-dimensional balloon of existence. And they said, in reality, that's not a foreign concept because although teachers tell us to utilize technique, masters explain that technique the true gift of technique only comes once you transcend it. It's like training wheels on a bicycle help you master the bicycle with training wheels. They help you find your balance. But you don't add more and more training wheels or you'll master the bicycle with training wheels, but you'll never master the bicycle itself. You have to remove the training wheels to master the bicycle itself. It's the same thing with energy and energy healing. Our energy healing techniques have been our beautiful, exquisite training wheels, but we have to decide, are we here to master energy healing techniques or are we here to master 
healing itself. And if we're here to master healing, then we have to remove the training wheels of technique so that we can master the actual bicycle of healing itself. So I thought, all right, that makes sense, but that doesn't sound like it's something that's new and here for the first time. It just sounds like a consciousness that, you know, we have to learn how to grasp. And they said, that's true. But once we grasp that today, they went on to say, now is when we get the part of the gift that's new because we are in a different period. Today we understand through quantum physics and now we see that time is moving faster. And I said, how can time move faster? I mean, faster itself is a time-related word. How can you say that? They said, because it's not the way we think of faster. It's not moving from point A to point B in a linear fashion. It's actually moving faster in all directions at once. So picture a tiny little pin dot in the middle of that balloon, very center of the balloon, and arrows coming out in all possible, perceivable, conceivable directions and angles. And that's time expanding, which means your balloon of time starts to expand. What happens when you blow a balloon up larger and larger and it expands is that it becomes thinner, more transparent, more permeable. So what's been inside of the balloon and outside of the balloon gets to intermingle for the first time. What's been outside of the balloon is not old because it's existed outside of time, so it's timeless. So for the first time, we have a timeless level of energy existing here that allows us to transcend the way we think of time today. And what happens, the balloon gets bigger and bigger, it begins to disappear, and it's eventually gone, just a memory. And they said, so here are these four points. A, time is moving faster. B, which means time is expanding. C, which means time is disappearing. D, which means what we're learning from quantum physics is that time is an illusion. And so, what is happening with the reconnective healing spectrum that is so uniquely different than with our energy healing is that by its timeless nature of energy, it allows for healings that happen fairly instantaneously right in front of the eyes, and then they tend to be lifelong. And, you know, I was more than a little flabbergasted because I never studied healing. I didn't plan this. I didn't intend this. In essence, I went home one night thinking I was a doctor. I came back, you know, on a Monday, and I was something else. My parents have always told me I was something else, but I'm pretty sure this is not what they had in mind. <laughs> well, let me ask you about um, these healings. Do you heal animals? or uh, children, or is this healing modality effective on just your patients, or do you recommend it for everything? Well, first of all, animals are, are people in fursuits as far as I'm concerned. Life is life, and love is love. Since it has nothing to do with faith, hope, or belief, uh, this, has, this works not only in animals, um, as well as adults, but I've worked with dramatic success on children that have been only weeks old, not even a month. But 
come back to this, because I notice sometimes when you ask a question, and I, I want to make sure people get the picture here, um, and you ask, you know, have I worked on this? Have I done this? Have I done that? I don't really do a lot of the healings anymore because my life is spent teaching people how to do this. So once you take the Reconnective Healing Seminar, by the end of that seminar, as I said earlier, you'll be able to do anything and everything in the way of healing that I can do and that anyone can do. And that I can pretty much assure you. And you will bring about, as my practitioners who learn this work, bring about levels of healing that are beyond dramatic, and yet we bring them about day in and day out. If you go to the website, if you go to theveryconnection.com, there's a directory of practitioners there where you can find someone close to your area pretty much anywhere in the world. I understand that there are different levels of practitioners. Is that, is, what's the difference between level one essentials of reconnection healing and level two sure. reconnection sure. healing foundational practitioner program? Here's where you go. There's a basic level, which is what people take as a personal level. So level one is you take to become really familiar with this work, to to recognize it, to own it, to be able to utilize it for yourself, for self-healing, to be able to utilize it to a certain level to help your friends, your immediate family. But if you want to learn and understand this in its fullest, at its highest level, then we continue after that Saturday and Sunday and give a Monday and Tuesday continuation of the seminar to become Professional. So, in other words, you master this at a professional level, and that's what is referred to as a foundational practitioner. So, if you want to find a reconnected healing practitioner who's functioning at the highest level, you want someone who is a foundational practitioner, someone who is at least completed level two, and then here's a little trick that I might suggest Google them up, check out their websites. Make sure they've learned how to let go of and transcend techniques that they're not still doing Reiki and Qigong and XYZ and mattress this and quantum that, but that they've let go of those tiny little subsets of technique and stepped into reconnecting with their fullest potential because within that, once you access the reconnected healing spectrum, all the gifts from what we can tell from the research of breaking in Qigong and the techniques are included without the complication of doing the techniques. So some of the practitioners who haven't yet evolved to that level are still maybe stuck doing some techniques and things. They might not bring about the highest level of results as will the practitioners most likely who have let go of energy healing techniques. That's about the only little secret key I might be able to give you. Okay, well, all the secrets are greatly appreciated. Do you, could somebody read your book and learn how to do this? Or do they have you to take the The last portion, the last third of the book, is a basic how-to. It's a how to learn to begin to access this, utilize it, play with it, and, and, and practice it. it. It's a very good way to begin that 
functioning um, to begin working with us, you know, re- realize a couple of things. I had an interesting interview a couple of weeks ago where the first person, where the first question was, "What makes people interested in reconnective healing?" And I'm thinking, well, really, what makes people interested in healing? What makes birds suddenly decide it's time to fly north or it's time to fly south? Something innately within us wants to vibrate at a level of balance. And not only for us, but children. You know, when children are playing and one child gets hurt, the other children are concerned. We want to help others also. So when we access the reconnective healing spectrum, it shows that our DNA restructures as we emit this more coherent harmonic light And think for a minute of a tuning fork. If you have one tuning fork, you you hit it against something, it begins to vibrate. Then you take a second tuning fork and hold it near the vibrating tuning fork. The second one will begin to entrain with that vibration and it will vibrate also. Well, this tends to be how science is discovering reconnective healing is working. What happens is, is once we learn how to do this, and, you know, being immersed in the healing frequencies for a four-day seminar, you transform your vibrations and your, and your DNA and your energy emissions. Once you learn how to do this, you access the spectrum, you vibrate at that level, you work with another person, their energy fields, their DNA, their light emission tends to entrain and vibrate with yours at a higher level of balance, and in that higher balance vibration, the imbalances, such as physical challenges, mental, emotional, spiritual, tend to have nothing left to hold on to, so they vibrate out of the system. As you return to and access a higher, more coherent level of light, the densities in your system have nothing left to hold on to, so they vibrate out of that system. So it's our nature to want to help one another. It's our nature to do that. And, and really what makes people committed to working with reconnective healing comes from, well, I want to believe in my heart that almost everyone wants to recognize that they are enough. That's our true knowingness. And in reconnective healing, it allows us to let go of the add-ons, the healing toys, the rituals, the techniques, the crystals, the wands, the magnets, the externals. We let go of that because our external power is transient. It's temporary. But the exchange is we get to step more fully into our internal self, our internal power, which is eternal. The the externals are transient. The internal is eternal. And this is what allows us to function at a different level of who we are, and since we share a field with others, they change. You see, our bodies don't heal the way we were taught. We were taught that our bodies healed through biochemicals. You know, most of us who went through school, you know, medical, chiropractic, et cetera, were taught that model. Today we know that the biochemical model of healing is pretty much dead. It's obsolete. We were taught that our brain, yes, I so apologize, but we have come to an end of the show, and I know that you probably could fill up 
four more shows with all of your wisdom and your knowledge and your experience. But I want to thank you for taking the time to be with us here today and share this incredible healing system and all of your knowledge with us today. And certainly I hope that we can have you back because I know you were just getting started when I had to interrupt. Um, but thank you so much for being on our show. Well, thank you so much for having me as a guest. I truly appreciate it. And if there are more thoughts or questions, you can visit com. I will. Well, this has been Get Real Radio. I'm your host, James Robinson, and we've been listening to Dr. Eric Pearl, a true pioneer in healing. Thank you again for tuning in to Get Real Radio with James Robinson. Please join us again next Friday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time, 11 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. This week, open up your heart and look inside your spiritual self. Thanks again for listening to the preceding program brought to you on the Voice America Variety Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericavariety.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the preceding program are strictly those of the hosts or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by Voice America Talk Radio Network its staff and management.